There. Hey, how are you? All right. I'm fine. Red hey. button's on, sir. Just so you know. <laughs> well, good. Hey, uh, you know, we, we, we're we trying to do anything but make this sound like a radio show. We're just going to have a conversation. You Although know? I always I always have wanted to be on the radio, but I think the better <laughs> shows are are much more spontaneous and unscripted. Right. I think the unscripted wasn't working for us. Speaking of uh, unscripted, uh, uh, you, as, as you know, I, I live near Washington, D.C., right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, uh, it snowed for the first time in a couple of years today. Oh, my goodness gracious. It, it was cold enough for it, though. It's, we're supposed to get it at 1 a.m. <coughs> Pardon me. me. Uh, low 20s. Yeah. Low 20s here in the Mid-Atlantic. And we had uh, woke up with about an inch of... Uh, an inch of snow, which doesn't sound like a lot for, you know, we're, you know, considering what we used to endure or what I used to. But I'll tell you what, man, you put an inch of snow uh, on the ground on roads that it, it's sticking to and they've treated them and nothing is working. Mm. It's it turns into a solid sheet of ice. Nobody went to work today. Thank God it was a holiday. Oh, yeah, my right. God. Right. So oh let me ask God. you a question. The, the sure. technology seems to have changed. Uh I remember the snow plows would be out early in the morning and the snow banks were really high and you used to dig through them and you you'd try to avoid tunnel collapses. You, that was like early. Uh, oh, that was the thing to find do. Re- rescue, right? Okay. Anyway, that was the thing to do. But they build, used salt build. and sand. That's all they used well, on they, the roads and, and they plowed, right? No, where, where we used to live, they didn't use a lot of salt. I don't mm-hmm. think they used any salt. I think what they did was they, you know, they were very fastidious about cleaning the roadways where we used to live. Don't mm-hmm. you remember? Oh, I remember the sand trucks used the, to go the, around. Well, wait a minute. The, yeah. the street sweepers used to come all the time. You remember, I used to work for the town. Yeah, Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what they did in DeWitt was they, they used very fine gravel. They called them cinders. Oh, okay. All right. And what they did was they spread like really fine stone like mm-hmm. even finer than crushed stone on the roadways mm-hmm. in the wintertime for traction because a lot of times under 22 degrees mm-hmm. all they had was salt and right. what happens when you put salt on cold pavement on top of snow crack you make ice or that too well yeah. it was like when it was like when we were younger when we were ski racing mm-hmm. right and when when they had snow before the race they'd come out on the race course i mean and they would throw rock salt on the race course to make it icy Oh, all right. It's the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> except with <laughs> except on the roadways. Well, the reason why the reason why I bring it up is now right. they're using some kind of new yeah, uh, right. fluid. And I yes. I'm, I'm do you know what it is? I have no yes, idea I, what this is. Yes, they do. Is. It's it's uh it was developed in Minnesota. Uh-huh. Uh by Con I think it was ConAgra. Mhm. Uh not ConAgra. What was the name of the company in Minnesota? It'll come to me in a minute. They were using um some extract they were getting from sugar beets mm-hmm. that were grown in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And they found out a way to stabilize an ice melting substance. 3M did it with, um, there was a, God, what is the name of the company? It was right down the road from the house too. I cannot recall. Very big agriculture company. Uh, you would recognize them if mm-hmm. you, uh, if you saw them, they were, they were very, just down the road from me. And it was developed in in by the University of Minnesota with this company, mm-hmm. and they used the highways in Minnesota to test it. It's like a a a, a beet sh- a sugar beet extract that mm-hmm. they would spray on the roads, 
and it would prevent ice buildup, you know, under the threshold of standard like calcium, magnesium, and salt. Right, because that brings it down. It brings it down to like negative ten degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> something like that. It's not very low. I mean, if you if you roads, but it's better of, than salt. True. Right. 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 No, it, it doesn't make any difference. I, I guess the important lesson here is, you know, we're just dragging this on like we would have a conversation, I guess. Just, I guess the key here is make sure that you got good tires on your car, man. That's true. Yeah. And make sure you know how your car drives in slippery well, weather. Go out and drive it. I, I can't I can't say it's enough. Look, four-wheel drive will get you started. That oh, doesn't matter. Stopping <laughs> is everything. If you can't stop, you know, like, right. and there's only so much the analog braking systems can do, which has made it a lot better. But you gotta have you gotta increase your braking distances every well, so well you used to drive a big behemoth of a truck. You used to drive mm-hmm. a Sequoia. That's right. Okay, so I drive a GX, mm-hmm. which is one frame size smaller than the Sequoia. Right. It's like a forerunner. Essentially. Yeah. It's exactly the same chassis as a forerunner with right. modification. Right. Same idea, right? Now let me tell you something. I just went out and drove around a little bit because I had never driven that car in the snow. Mm-hmm. We haven't had snow here. And you're the only one on the road, probably. And I'm out driving around, and I'm yeah. trying to figure out what the car does and doesn't do in the slippery weather. I, mm-hmm. You know, when is a good time to learn how to gunfight? Is it when you're in the gunfight or probably before you get into one, right? Before you, definitely before you get into one. So I'd never driven the damn thing in slippery weather. I took it out, and I kind of horsed around with it a little mm-hmm. bit to see what it would do. Like parking lots we used to do when we were younger. Exactly. Yep. But don't do like in the TikTok videos of the people tearing around parking lots, hitting the light posts, the concrete, and totaling That's their bad. cars. Bad, yeah, it's bad, bad idea. Bad. Bad idea. Very bad. I got well, news for you, buddy. That thing will go anywhere. That's good. Don't try, don't try to stop. I, I know. Stopping is the problem, everyone. So oh. Just remember. So, hey, everyone. We're back. Uh I, I wanted never to never went anywhere. No, oh, I went. I went somewhere. I, I just got back from a family function. Uh, uh, close. To, uh, someone close to me got married, <laughs> and it was interesting because it was it was in the southern region of of the state I live in, and I'm finding that there's still a lot of people that need to wake up. I, I guess that's just the way it's got to be, you know. The so you're around some uh, relatives that might have been a little further left of Lenin than you pr- prefer. Well, well, one was one was I a little bit more moderate, but the thing I'm I'm finding out, Alpha, and this is this is my observation, and it's it's not that I'm disappointed, and that, you know, I'm not going to change change their mind, but I will say there's a path of least resistance or a take the easy path, or take sure. the principal path. Here, let me explain what I'm talking about. We were talking about various topics that we talk about here on the show. Or our conversations now, I guess we're calling it, but you know what I mean. And I, sure. I've, I've, and it, it, it's talked about how the vaccine was dangerous. Talked about how ivermectin works talked about you know and i'm talking about studies I'm, I'm basing it on all the studies that i've ever read science fact turns around and says i'm sleep you know I, i'm not some this i'm that i mean it was irrational comments back at me irrational right 
right? Never mind the fact that you actually are, um, you are a, 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 a fully functioning professional in that field. That's correct. And so they are probably a freaking accountant, if I know, uh, mm-hmm. if I know, if I could guess. Mm-hmm. Now, here's here's the thing that was very disappointing was the fact that President Trump, they're very quick to blame President Trump. He's going to be a racist and a fascist. He was repeating all the understand. lines. I, I, get, I don't understand. I, these are all my observations, and we can talk about it, because I think it's important that we really get, it, get to the, the crux of it. These were talking points off of Fox News. How it's better to have a clean slate. We need to get rid of both Biden and Trump. We should have Nikki Haley in place. Or Christie in place. The 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 comments I was hearing and and here's something else that in, in the sphere of influence, let's talk about that for a second. We we both know, you and I both know the news. Is is like you can you can turn on the morning news with Joe, morning Joe, and it's a it's a scripted talking points memo that sure. the entire new uh, media, Fox News, NBC, ABC, CBS, Wall Street Journal, they're all regurgitating the talking points from what I think are the establishment, the ones that want to control power. But it doesn't go. It doesn't stop there. It goes on to another level of what I call control. The the the, the sphere of influence around this person who I was talking to. It's easier to go along, to get along, and not stand up on principle. And that's why I'm saying, when oh, so so willingly march yourself to the gas chamber. Exactly. So, so, you don't, so you don't upset anybody on your way, you know, just go willingly. Okay. I got now, it. Now there's Get contributing it. factors yeah. too. And again, this was all just observations I was making while I was there. Were they all hitting the head with a hammer? Well, without, uh, you know, again, these are observations. And when I'm trying to, when I'm trying to explain certain points and, and try to wake them out of their slumber of, of just, you know, like, um, uh, it, uh, but but the biggest part of this all was house payment, the job. He's talking. He's supporting die agenda. You know, we should all be really a little bit more, you know, understanding. I mean, these are these are psychological operations. Understanding of what exactly? Why white white people have the advantage? I, I'm just like listening to this, and it White sounds people like have the advantage. Programming. Huh? This is all programming. Well, yeah. I mean, it's all. It's you're you're hundred percent, hundred percent correct. I I completely agree with you. And it was. And I'm it was sorry shocking. you ran into that. It was shocking. Yeah. I was like, and and I said, look, we're going to agree to disagree. I'm not going to change your mind on this, but understand that th- this was a huge shift from what happened before, and. When you have mortgage payments, when you have, you know, a big house, when you have tax burdens to take care of, and increasing as you go up in the in the responsibility chain, if you don't toe the line, you will be cast aside, which you and I have both experienced. Oh yeah, man, <clears throat> becomes a little a uh, little more difficult to buck the system the older you get when it's uh, you know, a little harder to recover if you hit a bump in the road. That's right. right. So yeah, that's the that's the golden handcuffs, isn't it? 
That's exactly what we're talking about. And that was my observation. That's the golden handcuffs. At the, at so that's the function I went to. So that's why I'm going to advocate for everybody. Find something that you're really good at. Mm-hmm. Find something you're really good at. I mean, you, you have talents. I am really good at things. You are really good. Everybody's, everybody's really good at something. Find a way to monetize it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Charge for the knowledge you have. Build yourself a side hustle, you know, so you can maybe build on that and come from a, a sit there from a place of strength. Like you're independent and, and what you've chosen to do is, you know, insulated from anybody else and you can just do your thing. Mm-hmm. Be an entrepreneur. Right. And there's ways to do that. So I, I don't know. I That's what you and I have tried to do mm-hmm. to an extent, right? Yeah. And I would say that recently things are starting to work out, but you know, it's a long way to get there, isn't it? Sure is. And it's a, lo- it's a lonely mm-hmm. road. It's an extremely oh, it's lonely road. road and you're isolated. Well, you how have, many and, times, oh. how many times, how many times in your professional career did you absolutely get your ass kicked? Oh, more times you than your, I can count. Like, like embarrassingly bad, uh, just an absolutely devastating beating. Oh, dozens of times. Dozens of times. But that's how Did you grow. Remember, you? remember Dan Bongino's book. He said, so the well, gift of failure, you know, that's, oh yeah, you that's gotta, why you, you need to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and move on. But failure leads to learning. The only time you fail is when you say, <laughs> F it, I'm giving up and I'm walking away. Or, or you do the same dumb shit twice. Well, that's, that's also, also failure. That, that's, you know, the, the, you know, the, the mistake, not, you know, not learning from your mistakes also. Hey, listen, you know, I, as we get a little older, we find ourselves in positions of responsibility where we're looking at other people, right? Mm-hmm. And I work with a bunch of people that are, they're very good people, but they're very, payday is on Thursday focused. Um, and, and that's okay. It's a different mentality than you and I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but they But they're very good people and they want to, advance and they want to learn different things. They want to do different things. And I think it's fantastic. Okay. I want these people to be as good as they can possibly be. So we mentor them along and we take certain people that we find potential and we move them forward. We give them more responsibility. We pay them more. You know, we're, we're building people here. Okay. We're building people. You know, what I find absolutely astounding is there is a great, level of value in everybody that we deal with, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody has talent. You can, you can really do a lot with that. All you need is a little drive Mm -hmm. and you can, you can do anything you want to do. And as far as opportunity, damn dude, how many opportunities have you made for yourself? By, one of two ways. One was either having an idea and believing in that idea, believing in myself ultimately to the point where I just started doing it and people recognized it and said, boy, that's right. a really good idea. Let's do that. Or, or you've been creating able to monetize something. Cre- or, yes. Yeah. Or creating opportunities to where you, you, Put up or shut up. That's that's something that I, I'm a firm believer in. You put it up, put up or shut up, 
and you take the risk saying that I can do a, I can build a better mousetrap. Hey, listen, it, it all comes down to this, man. And this is the entire point of this mm-hmm. um, about making your own way, right? Right. I don't give a shit about the color of your skin. I don't give a shit about your last name. I don't care about what God you worship. I don't care about any of that. Don't you, it, it all depends. Your opportunities in life depend on how you present yourself and you, what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go be a rock. Not everyone's going to be a rocket scientist. Right. But damn, take some pride in what you do, and you might be surprised that you make your own opportunities, right? Sure. So anybody that says that, well, well, because of the color of my skin or this, that, or the other thing, and white people, all this D-I-E or D-E-I shit, it's absolutely preposterous. We're Gen Xers, man. Mm-hmm. We grew up with black, brown, white, brown, yellow. We were holding it down from way back. We didn't see color. Do you think, I, I believe wholeheartedly at Obama, when he came into office, he he yeah. definitely did fundamentally transform this country and sure started did. to cause more d- divisions. Again, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of wisdom in some of the things that are said, like, for instance, divided we fall, united we stand. And if we're not oh, standing yeah. together and you're being knocked down because of color and all this other nonsense, I mean, even Harvard president gay there blamed all of her problems not on herself not taking responsibility for cheating and for taking other people's work and not citing properly which i spoke about the last time we talked sure about this but what she did was she blamed everyone else because of she was black and everyone's coming after her because we're all racist well, the, the same thing is happening right now with uh that uh that that gal, the uh, state's attorney from Georgia. Oh, that look. Whatever her name, Fanny Fanny Willis. Fanny Willis. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Oh, you're all persecuting me because I'm black. No. What are you bringing to the table? She actually brought selfishness. She brought right? dishonor. She brought cheating. corruption. Corruption, exactly. Yes. She's she is in charge of people's potential life and death. And and freedom, you know, taking well, people's right. freedom away. She can take your life and your freedom. And and most of the time, district it's attorneys crazy. and ge- attorney generals of the state, they are giving a lot of a lot of latitude. You know what they bring to the what they're going to bring, what they're not. But looking at Fanny's history, being supported by George Soros, not having any fundamental principles. Of her own to stand by. No, she has no principles. Okay. None whatsoever. Uh, she's into herself. She, <clears throat> sure. she does unethical, immoral things where conflict of interest, bringing in a married man that she's banging on the side, and then oh. all of a sudden funnels $650,000 his way so that it comes back to well, her and they corruption. go on vacation. It, it's corruption. I mean, and this is the person that, look, it, it, it's, it's about... Okay, this is exactly what we were talking about. That's the entire situation behind it. Mm-hmm. But where where I was getting at, and, and what we were talking about is, you know, you know, opportunities and color and race and turning everything divided. And what is it that you're bringing to the table? Is is what I have to say. You get you get kids from all over the place. You get white kids. You get brown kids. You get yellow kids. It's about what values do you have when you start your game. 
right? Mm. What values do you have when you start the game of life? Are you going to study and learn and be a student and be humble and grow up and, and understand things? Or are you going to have a, a, an entitlement attitude and you're going to go out there and you're going to get into trouble and you're going to be in trouble and you're not going to do the right things. And then you wonder why life sucks, right? Exactly. No, I, I agree hundred percent. It's, it's what are you bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. And I don't give a shit if you're from, Baltimore in the middle of, you know, the worst neighborhood in Baltimore. If you're bringing some morals to the table, you got some hustle, you've got some smarts, you're polite, you're, you're, you study hard, you work hard, you work for it. You, you have an appreciation for things. You, there's no, there's no stopping you in this country Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter about the color of your skin, right? It's opportunity. So uh, that's it's one making other your thing. own opportunity. One other thing about opportunity, I think, I think you also have to recognize the fact when opportunity knocks, you better bang through that door and take it. Grab, hold on tight. I mean, the the idea that another person comes along and says to you, "Hey, I've got this particular opportunity for you, and I think you'd make a good fit with this." job and then you have to look at yourself and say are these the skills that god has given me that i feel that i can contribute and learn from and be valued and you go to this this person that's knocking on your door the opportunity door yeah you have to be willing to say you know what i'm going to get outside of my comfort zone yes and i'm going to take i'm going to take a hold of it and i think that is that is the other side of this opportunity. You know, you make you, you create opportunities for yourself, but there are sometimes opportunities come knocking and you should you should take the chance and go. Um and understand that, you know what? Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but either way you're gonna learn something in the process. Well, and that and that brings the conversation around into the into the entire circle here because that's exactly the point. It's not always about winning. It's about what you learn from losing and how you go forward from there. And it's called character. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's really the point here. It's, and it really is about character. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't care, matter how much money you make. It doesn't make any of the, None of that shit makes any difference if you have no character. Mm-hmm. No matter how much money you make, if you're a shithead, you're still a worthless human being. But you can take somebody from from nothing that has good character, good qualities, work hard, they seize the opportunities, and they move. The only obstacle in this country is your own self. It's not about the color of your skin. It's about the content of your character. A very smart man said that many, many, many years ago. We're celebrating his... Uh, that's right. His death today, unfortunate, untimely birthday. death. It's his birthday. His birthday. Yeah, Martin yeah. Luther King Day. Uh, and he me. and you're correct. He did die way before he should have. I wish Absolutely. I was around. I wish he was around when I was around. And that's the point. the The words are being contorted, or they're trying to change history, or they're trying. Look, they. When I talk about they, I'm talking about bad characters. I'm talking about people that have ill intent. And Martin Luther King. When, when he gave that I have a dream speech and you listen to those words, that 
uh, those values that he espouses is what I grew up on. It's what you grew up on. Absolutely. And I never. And, and those words have never been truer. That's correct. And it has nothing to do with the color. Look. It's character. It's character. Look, I've worked with plenty of people. It just it doesn't matter. I don't even know why we're talking about this. The only reason why we're talking about it is because they're trying to take those values and change exactly. it. Exactly. And change well, it. Well, and, and, and they've, they've turned everything into a racial uh, disaster. Every time you turn around, it's about race. And and when you screw up and you happen to be dark-skinned, it's everybody's a racist. That's why. That's why. You know, and then move on. Nothing to see here. You know, you can't pull that anymore. I, I think this DEI shit that, that has been so terrible, I think people are getting it now, and they're like, oh, this is so no good. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone's buying it anymore, man. I just don't. So one of the things that kind of on the drive home, you know, I had some time, and I was listening to the Sean Ryan show today. He had on Ooh. he had on he had on an SAS hero. Oh yes. Did you hear that? Oh the dude oh I haven't listened to it yet. He's the guy that took on in the Mumbai um in India. Correct. He went in uh to a hostage situation at a hotel, if I'm not mistaken. I think his name was Craig something. I think Craig Myers, Craig something. It was a something. He was just a badass motherfucker. And he grabbed his gun and his kit, and he just went for it, and he killed a lot of terrorists. And he saved 700 people's lives. Isn't that amazing? Now, the, the, the part that I was so... Uh, look, Sean Ryan, any anyone I meet, sealed, Navy, Air Force, Marine, cap, you know, Air Force pilots especially, oh, yeah, yeah. they have my utmost admiration and respect. Even, you know, New York City firefighters. I mean, these, you know, they're they're the best of the best, right? These operators, these pilots are just amazing. They're so dedicated to what they do. And they're, and they're, they're, they're God given gifts that they have enhanced and they learned from. The problem I had with this, and I don't mean to give it away, but I think it's important for what we're talking about. He couldn't talk about his story because he, he, he interrupted someone's plan in one of the government agencies because he's not they're not he's not he wrote a book about it he can't publish it when he was on the show he couldn't talk about the details of what he did you can only talk around it because it's in the courts in great britain right now and he was he came when he the uh, secret service wanted to hear how he breached and all this other stuff and then they he had the opportunity to go to the white house and when Mike Pence heard about he was coming and President Trump was hearing he was coming, President Trump, you know, he gives him his, his challenge coin. Yeah. You know, to President Trump. President Trump gives him a presidential coin. Yes. And he gets in trouble. It was looked down upon that he was out of order. You know, he wasn't, he didn't follow the chain of command. And then he had to give a speech, you know, like, Another opportunity, you know, these opportunity knocks when they come knocking. He he yeah. goes and talks, and he had to. He felt bad because he had to check with his command structure before he could go in, but he couldn't talk about any of the details. And this guy's a hero, and he's being made to feel yeah. 
uh, he feels, uh, you know, no one makes you feel anything. You feel it based on your environment, but he feels let down. He feels as an outcast and he's standing on principle. And it sounds like when, when you listen to his story, he stepped in someone's Wheaties, you know, maybe he did. Well, let me tell you something. Another thing that's important to remember about him in particular is mm. he's a subject of the crown. They have a different set of rules. Mm-hmm. What I will tell you is there have been other party accounts of what he did. Mm. And I wouldn't want to meet that guy in a dark alley if he were upset with me. Mm-hmm. Nope. He actually talks about, this is something else that Sean Ryan talks about, everyone doesn't get involved. You know, someone's getting attacked or kidnapped. You know, people just walk by because they're all worried about what happens if I get involved and I do it. You know, I shoot someone to defend someone or I'm going to get sued or I'm going to get arrested. You know, the whole that whole cancel culture yeah. is spreading into what you and I would know is what's right. This is what's the right thing to do. How many of us are willing to say, you know what? I'm, I did what was right. I can sleep at night. And I'm going to do what, what I don't care what damn the consequences if I save someone's life. Right. As long as you're not no. outside doing all things your own. Right. But he, 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 he actually prevented a kidnapping from happening. The two kids come running to the, who the mom was being attacked. You know, this was on the street somewhere. I can't remember where specifically, but uh, kids come running. He's my hero. He's our hero. He saved mom. He saved mom. And he prevented a kidnapping. He got involved, and he had that sure swagger he where he's walking towards the person. When it, well, he shows us money, and he doesn't have to say <laughs> anything. You know, he's <laughs> going to screw you up if you don't if you don't do what he says to do or stop and cease and desist. <laughs> you're going to get you're going to get a, a a whooping. I guess is the best <laughs> way to put it. So hey, if you get a chance, listen to Sean Ryan. Listen to yeah. his show. This interview. You can tell that he's being held back by to, to tell his story because there's a lot of yeah. service members who go on the Sean Ryan show and they talk about their experiences. So there's a ranger that was talking about his experiences. It's just, it's just a really nice. He's he's um, really telling platform. the story. He's really telling the stories of our modern day war fighters. Mm-hmm. He's really letting them tell the stories to the best of their knowledge because we we need a history and an accounting of what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've had the opportunity to to have the world war ii guys who are, are just absolute you know there are very few of them left and uh they're national treasures mm-hmm. and and their stories that they tell and the and the things that happened and it, it people just don't understand yeah i had i had the opportunity to talk to someone yeah. in my my day of my normal day and speak to a world war ii veteran who was at normandy yeah and he was telling me all about that door dropped and all the people in front of him dropped down. You know, we're dead. They're flipping over the side. They're trying to, you know, get to the shore. And it, yeah, I was like, oh, my God. And then by the time I knew it, two hours went by and I said, I really, <laughs> I was running late. But I didn't care because it was something <laughs> to listen to. You yeah, know? well, it's net wild. You know when you when you when you see the little old men from the VFW or the American Legion post in their funny little hats, just remember something: if you're ever tempted, anybody out there in the listening audience, if you're ever tempted to, you know, make fun of the funny little men in their funny little hats, just remember, those guys are more badass than you'll ever be in your entire existence. Mm. They have seen shit. They have done shit. 
They may be old, but I got to tell you something. They're pretty feisty. Oh, very much so. And uh, I really, uh, I had an opportunity to, I was part of the American Legion when I lived in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest honors I ever had to do was I was part of the, um, the honor guard in the firing squad. So when we uh, had to do a funeral and a veteran died mm. and they got the uh, full military honors, we would go do it. Mm -hmm. We would do it at the national cemetery at Fort Snelling mm -hmm. and we would do it at the military um, cemetery out in mound, Minnesota. Uh, mm. And we, there was another one that we did it in um, Eden Prairie, uh, our Legion post, they would call us and we would travel to go do the funerals. Very difficult thing to do, but I got to be honest with you. It's quite an honor to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And I got, to, I got a chance to do that many, many times. And I collected all the shell casings and I handed it to the grandchildren and, mm -hmm. or the, or the widow or, you know, next of kin. Mm -hmm. And I, I just thought that was a very special thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you like the Sean Ryan show, man. It's, it's really nice. I mean, he, uh, yeah, you know, just those people that get to go talk to him are just really special people, and it's nice to hear their stories. You know, absolutely. Um, so what else are we talking about? So tonight? right now is uh, right now it's uh, in the evening time, and the Iowa caucuses are starting to to wind uh, wind down. Uh, what do you, What do you think of this whole caucus business? I mean, it's I've done it as a committeeman, you know myself. Yeah. I've done it as a committeeman. I've um, I've gone and and done the what I call the primary primary, who, where the the Republican Party is deciding who is going to run in certain positions. Sure. And they approach me and they say, "I'm looking for your support," and they tell me why. And I'll give you an example. There was one. There was a one family court judge candidate that actually did win. She. You know, I had a chance to talk to her. Um, I worked with her sister uh, when uh, the sister was pursuing a medical career, and I helped mentor her. Um, and I, you know, her she she put me in contact with her sister, and I'm asking her about certain things about family court and learning about what she what her philosophies are. And it was a genuine conversation. Sometimes you you could. I get concerned that politicians are telling you what you want to hear, but she, she was an advocate at Lightham uh, for kids. And, sure. And she, she did all kinds of things in her practice that. God, that's got to be hard, right? Oh my God. I was talking about stories that, cause I've seen it on the other end. I've seen the abuse and, and uh, all the other stuff when it comes to kids, oh. you know, from the medical point of view, but you know, she, she had to make sure that these oh. kids were going to a safe place and, you know, do the investigations, oh, yeah. you know, and well, and she had to take care of the legal needs of the children and yep. make sure that any number of things were taken care of. That's a, that's, that's, that's a tough spot to be in, man. But she earned my respect oh. and that's why I supported her for family court judge in my area. And she won. Um, and it's, it's an interesting experience. Uh, right now the caucuses are the similar, that's the process that they do for not just a vote where you yeah. go in, but you have to go in and you have to. And the, the the more I hear what the press is doing, the more and more I'm, I have not. Look, I don't. I haven't turned on Fox News. I don't watch MSNBC. I don't care about no. getting other points of view because what they're spewing is a hundred percent propaganda. 
That's what it's it is. It's all bullshit. I mean, everything yes. that they're saying, you know, every every bit of their bullshit's got like a sprinkle of truth to it. So you've got to be a little bit careful about it. But you're right. I mean, it's just garbage. It's garbage. So I, and that was clear and evident by what I was listening to this weekend. Oh, if, if Trump yeah. doesn't win the Iowa caucuses by 50 points, he's, you know, it's going to be very tough. And Nikki Haley's going to oh, shut up. Really? For real? Give I mean, me a break. So stop it. I was listening to a lot. You know, we need to get. We just need to clear out the entire thing and start over again. Why? So you can have two other World Economic Forum losers that's going to come in here and destroy the values of what we all believe in here in this country. Stop. Give me a break. So well, you know, Trump okay. can win by ten points. He still wins. Why? Because he gets the points for or the delegates when he go to the Republican convention. Okay, everyone? So it doesn't really matter. But the problem is that these shysters that call themselves news folks, they're spinning and they're propagandizing and they're all full of it. Turn it off. Find your sources. Do your own research. I mean, I'll tell you, the where I get my list of my nose is all... I is Megyn Kelly, Dan Bongino, uh, Tim Pool. I just listened to a lot of the conversation. A lot of stuff wrong too, but he does. I I, I get it, but he's at least he's reaching out. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I think that the run up to this Iowa caucus business has been just absolutely absurd. Mm -hmm. I think the whole notion of Nikki Haley is absolutely absurd. I think that Ron DeSantis is the notion of him as president is it's not his time. Well, not only it, is it not his time, Alpha, but he also oh, blew it. He blew. He you know, really blew it. Here, here's here's something I, I got to get off my chest. When it comes to, it's not your time. When I say that, I mean you haven't done the due diligence or you paid your dues to reach a certain point. And what do I mean by that? In the fire service. You don't walk in the door and become chief officer. And how do I know that? Because I've been a chief of a, fire, a volunteer fire department. You walked in the door one day, and then 15 years later, you were wearing a white hat. That's exactly right. It was actually, it was eight years later. So what I'm saying is, any of the positions I was, it could have been the fire department, it could have been when I was in high school, and I was involved with uh, the sports management, and I took care of the you know athletic train student trainer they're all yes. ranks and you had to work from the bottom and work your way up and those were valuable lessons i learned all throughout and any organization you know the current fire department i'm with now i don't tell the chief hey i was a chief i know more than you that's not how this works i have some knowledge i have some experience you want they ask me questions i'll give my input but i don't get upset when they don't do what i say well right and and, and 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 where where that applies to Ron DeSantis. That's exactly right. Ron DeSantis. <laughs> where that applies to Ron DeSantis, in my opinion, is mm-hmm. this. Ron DeSantis was a Navy SEAL. He was a lawyer in the JAG Corps. He's a very brilliant guy. He was a Navy there SEAL. Is, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yes, he's, he's an honorable guy, mm-hmm. Navy SEAL, all that incredible stuff. Cool. Can't take that away from him. He runs, he, he goes to Congress, he gets, I, I believe he was a Congress person. He comes back to Florida, he runs for governor, 
almost gets beat by a guy who gets caught in a hotel room with a hooker and a bunch of crack. Um, male hooker. Barely. Anyway. Yes, male hooker. He got off a of Craigslist. It's a very interesting story. Very funny, actually. <laughs> but that guy was almost the governor of Florida. Uh-huh. Um, some crisis actor they hired from somewhere. Right. Um, yep. Just some somebody that was a, a nobody. And they hired him, and uh, he he almost uh, beat Ron DeSantis. So I cannot take the skill that he has in running the state of Florida for granted. I think he's done a very very good job in considering. Okay, yeah, and you can get into That's the one thing. you can get into the well. He said at one point, "We're all doing it." At one point, we all we thought all, well, fifteen. We're entitled to change our positions. Right, exactly, everybody's entitled. But hold on, the point yeah. is this: Donald Trump's been in the business world for like what fifty years, something like that. Yeah, something like that. He's run a multinational, multi-billion-dollar enterprise with a brand that's known around the world, not because he's bad at what he does. And he's always done everything pretty much right. Mm-hmm. They don't have any shit on him. And they can't control him. And they cannot control him. Right. So as far as experience goes and starting from the bottom, working your way from the top, Donald Trump did the same goddamn thing. Yeah, his dad gave him a little bit of a loan and gave him a head start, but you know what? That's what opportunity. in the position, opportunity. that's opportunity. That's opportunity. He, Donald Trump could have squandered the money, pissed it away on something, or he could have built something with it. And he, t- he took the opportunity, and he ran with it. And he made more out of it. Correct. You know, it's, yeah, sure, okay, but his father made his opportunities. He's entitled to give his kid a start in life. Right. Because that's that's how this works. A father gives his child a start in life. Correct. And the scale of which just depends on who your dad is, I guess, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump started from the bottom, built in a multinational empire. Mm-hmm. He put in his dues. He knows how the world works. He knows how to do international business. He knows how to hire people. He knows how to fire people. Eh, didn't do such a great job when he was a government employee, but that's another conversation. But hold, um, wait a minute. I got to, I got to push back on one thing. There were people that were saying one thing and they were lying to him and stabbing him in the back. Yes. That were. to me absolutely. is disgusting, but I, I digress. Absolutely. There's no way to run a company. When the leader doesn't have the support of the of the soldiers That's behind right. him, trust me. Yep. And trust me, as, as somebody in a leadership position of a corporation, let me tell you something. You get one rotten apple in there, and you got problems. Mm-hmm. And you have to fire those people and root them out very, very quickly. Yes. Everybody's got to be on the same sheet of music. Anyhow, mm-hmm. I digress. This guy, you know, experience-wise, business-wise, because that's what this country is. The government, in my opinion, is only here to present the people, protect the rights of the people, and to be a marketing agent to, to facilitate the people doing international commerce. Correct. By enforcing laws established by we the people uh, that govern domestically and international trade and Correct. you know criminal and you know whatever and trade. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants to do with the government. That's why the government is here. Yep. The government is not here to hold everybody's hand. Right. Or tell us what to do. Right. It's a, it's the government's job is to foster those opportunities for all of us and make people. sure that they're equal. That's right. 
right. And to protect our rights to pursue the opportunities. That's right. For on a fair and equal and balanced basis. Life, liberty, to be and the pursuit medi- of happiness. And the pursuit of happiness. To be the mediator uh, in, in that fight by laws established by we the people that measure properly mm-hmm. the judgment of fair. Correct. Correct? Yes. Okay. So the government's way off the tracks, way too big, does more than it's supposed to do, blah, 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 blah. blah. Intervenes in places it shouldn't. But I digress. Donald Trump has got experience Mm -hmm. in all of those realms because he's worked with the government, he's worked against the government, he's worked for the government. Correct. Right? Yep. In his entire career, he's had to deal with the government. Building buildings is nothing uh, not complicated, right? Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because there's a whole bunch of government agencies, the building department, the planning department, you got to get it through water department, water department, zoning department, sewers, yeah. Oh my God. And electricians and unions and oh my, I mean, it's a, it's, there's more politics in building a house than there are just banging nails and, and making things plumb and square. So you got a guy who's been in that kind of business, the rough and tumble business world, working with and against the government and for the government. Yeah, Donald Trump's got some serious experience. Mm-hmm. But because he's not controllable, <laughs> correct? they want him out. They're doing everything they can. And something that I heard today that makes me kind of shake my head and say, oh, here we go. There will be riots. Oh, yes. There will be violence, and there will oh, yes. be people, uh, especially, especially Democrats and, and others who want do not want to let go of the control, they are the cornered animal that is dying and they're dangerous. I, I, I firmly believe that, uh, you know, listen, you know, we, we've progressed the conversation to this point, so we may as well be here. I've been thinking for a very, very long time about what it looks like if Donald Trump is, you know, elected president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay. These people are going to freak out mm-hmm. like in a big freak out way. Um, and everything that we saw in the summer of 20 is just a little, that's just a taste. So to give you some of the, the reassurance that I have in my own research and my own ability, they are prepared for that. And this time they're not going to let it go like it did in 2020. Well, the problem that we have now is the communists have done their job and reduced the ranks of the police departments all over the country to record low numbers. Well, they if you look at the military also, they got rid of the military. Why do you think too. why do you think they imposed a vaccine mandate? Because if it was up to me, I wouldn't have taken it and I would have gotten booted out of my rear end and taken my twenty six years of the experience that I have and left. Because, yes. uh, you know, I stand on principle. Absolutely. And a lot of people, the reason why the military is in dire straits is because they want it to be controllable. They want to control the people. They want to control thought. They want to control their they the thoughts that they have and the money that they, they produce so that they can feel better about themselves. And those people are the World Economic Forum and the, and the well, deep state really, and the Democrats. Really, 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 really scared 
They're really, really, really scared that people, you know, listen, you know, there's a lot to what you've told me and mm-hmm. what we've discussed over the past couple of years about people having to experience things before they really see it. That's correct. And getting a wild card dude that wasn't supposed to win the election that comes in there and he says some wild ass things when he's up in front of the cameras Mm -hmm. and everyone says, Oh my God, that's so not true. That liar. He's just lies about everything. It turns out what he told you was absolutely a hundred percent true. And they just spun it to make him look bad. Uh, And these people are now going, Holy shit. We thought we got rid of this fucking guy. And if he comes back, we're all in deep shit because he's going to, now you hear the, he's going to be a vindictive president. Mm-hmm. You keep hearing that from the left about him being vindictive and him being uh, a, a period of vengeance. You know, you keep hearing that. You think there's a reason? They're trying to plant the they're, psychological they're, seed. They're, they're just, they're just trying to soften everybody up for, you know, oh, my God, he's persecuting us. Oh, you know, it's not true. We did all this Russia shit and took money from the Chinese. Oh, it's not true. It's not. Well, okay, it's sort of true, but he's persecuting us. Oh, yeah, we totally did that. But orange man bad. You know, that's where this is headed. That's right, because they're trying to set up the narrative. They're trying to tell yeah, a story, it's, not the so story. Well, the problem is, is that the, the truth is really rapidly catching up with these people. Mm-hmm. I really think it is, and I don't think it's as much truth as it is awareness. Oh, one more thing real quick. I got into this discussion this, this past weekend also sure. about the economy and oh, how the inflation. great, right? Well, it, according to the person I was talking with, he thought I was nuts. I said, how do you come up with the inflation numbers? And they said, well, it comes from the government, you know, the SEC and all this other stuff, and or, you know, the Treasury Department. Treasury Department and... And I said, that's an official number. That's not something that you've made up. No, no, no. But listen to me. But the, the number is manipulated, just like statistics were for COVID, just like everything else is. It's well, a manipulated yes. number. What are they leaving out? They're leaving out gas. They're leaving out food. All those indicators, you know, the cost of living, right? They say that the inflation rate is not 8%. They say it's more like 17 Well, listen to me. But, but what I'm saying is, there's, there are people out there that believe what the government tells them. And I tried to explain and without much luck because the programming is deep and wide. Yes, it is. <laughs> Jesus. And I, I, I said, the gas prices, he says, well, they're down, they're down to $3.05. I said, they were $1.87 when Trump was in office. Correct. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's he had an excuse. He had a talking point from the press. And I said, I I'm, I'm not going to win this discussion. Well, it and just it really doesn't wasn't... make any sense to me how they, how people come to the conclusions they come to in that type of conversation. Right. It's, it's, it's absolutely mind boggling. It's like, no, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you the reason why is alpha. The reason why is, is because they want to make, they want to feel secure. They don't, they have fears. They don't want to, they don't want to get, you know, stand on principle. Look, that, that, I understand. They have a mortgage. That, uh, they have well, they have a family, and they use all these excuses. And I, I got to tell you, I, it's it's not healthy for the country. Well, I understand that. Okay, I get that. You're 100 percent correct, but and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is you've got people that do these things, and and 
what you're saying is right about them not wanting to buck the system and just want to go along to get along. Mm-hmm. And, oh, don't, you know, the, the head on the nail that sticks out of the board gets hammered, you know, all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. But the things that they say are like in that exchange, mm-hmm. that's completely illogical. Exactly. No, I was, I was definitely. I mean, it is, it is not go along to get along. It is not. You know, it is not anything other than we're going to deny objective truth. Mm-hmm. We are going to keep our eyes shut so hard. We're willing to deny objective truths. Correct. That's terrifying. Yes. Yes. How scared a human being do you have to be to do that? Because... Because when you base your entire existence on what you have in phys- and not what you stand on and have confidence in oneself, this is what happens. Well, absolutely <laughs> well, you know, I got to tell you, an hour has gone by, my, my friend. Was that an hour? Yes. 53 minutes. Wow. Sorry. Anyway. Well, I'm Bravo wow. Golf 592. We're here with my buddy, old pal, Alpha Sierra 288. Please make sure you follow us on Truth Social and follow us on on XX or Twix or whatever we're calling it. We're at, we're on we're on Getter too, but I don't find Getter to be as entertaining. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to our podcast. Please share, and if you could, give us five stars if we deserve it. All right, everybody, have a great week. And to our soldier sailors and airmen out there, uh, especially if you're deployed near the Red Sea area, please uh, head on a swivel and we'll be praying for you. It's going to get weird out there. We'll talk about that on the next program. Police fire and EMS. It's cold. The roads are slick. Be super duper careful out there, everybody. Your only job is to come home in one piece. So That's right. Thanks for what you do and stay warm, okay? Good night, everybody. Take care. Thanks. Thanks.